So it's probably at least fair to say that over the last year or two, I've had a lot of jokes at Apple's expense. Deeper pixels. Deeper pixels. Deeper pixels. Mm. That's a lot of magnets moving around in a very small space. I mean, come on. When you tell me your cell phone has a camera with deeper pixels, oh, I'm gonna run with that one. But seriously, I feel slightly bad about that because my phone was really old, it was falling apart, the screen was spidered, and I replaced it right before the holidays, and oh my God, my desktop computer is a 2014 iMac. This phone is actually faster than what that computer will do. So in this video, I wanna talk about using mobile devices for photography and video production. But before we get into that, I wanna give a quick shout out to our sponsor today, who are the awesome some folks over at squarespace.com. If you need a website, Squarespace have you covered with an all-in-one solution for building beautiful websites, portfolios, or even an online store. Head over to their website, start with a free trial. You pick a template, you customize it till your heart's content, and before you know it, you are up and running. And if you think Squarespace is right for you, I can save you an additional 10% off of your order by using offer code AOP on checkout. Once again, that offer code is AOP. And I want to give a special shout out and thanks to the folks at Squarespace for sponsoring another episode of the art of photography. So this year I have a dilemma. Can I actually use my phone and my iPad to replace a lot of the media work that I do on a desktop computer? So over the holidays I actually had some downtime to start piecing some of these things together and believe it or not I also was able to watch some YouTube videos which is something that I just don't normally have time for because I'm constantly filming or concepting or scripting or posting or whatever it is that I'm doing all the time and I just don't have a lot of time to enjoy other YouTubers. But I want to give a shout out to somebody in particular who really helped helped me with this. Need to go check out my man Henny the Business. Henny is a music producer and he's got a wonderful YouTube channel. He does a lot of videos obviously on music production but also on video production and photography and he does some really cool stuff over there and what I love about Henny is that he has transferred his entire workflow over to the iPad so he is working mobile. So he has a lot of resources and various videos over on his channel and this really helped me a lot in putting this together. So shout out and thanks to Henny. He is the man. Also want to note that this is not the first time that I've tried to incorporate a workflow. I've done it several times in the past with various phones. I even had the very first iPad. I ordered it like the day it was announced. There were three things that made me revisit this. The first thing is Adobe Lightroom and Adobe over the last couple years have had these tremendous projects that they've been working on trying to get this cohesive design using the cloud that works between mobile devices and your desktop computer and everything syncs in between. The second thing is Apple's hardware implementation and this is really interesting because with the A11 and the A12 processors, if you go look up the benchmarks on these, they're actually rivaling, if not beating, some desktop computers. And that really got me thinking, what could I do with video compression? Is it ready for that? Which brings me to my third reason for giving this another go, and it's an app called LumaFusion. And if you're not familiar with it, LumaFusion is a nonlinear editor, so it's like Final Cut Pro or maybe Adobe Premiere. It's not nearly as full-featured. It's a much younger app. But for a $20 app, I just decided, well, it's worth doing some testing with. So I started doing a bunch of testing and as impressed that I was with the performance of LumaFusion and how Lightroom was working, it's incredible, but there is one major Achilles heel to working on iPhone slash iPad. And unfortunately, it's the OS. iOS needs to be completely redesigned for the iPad, and I think it needs to have some considerations change for the phone as well. The iPad, for example, is something that should really seriously be competing with Microsoft Surface units in terms of people who actually work on tablets. And I understand that it's not a laptop, but iOS was designed primarily for the iPhone when it came out, and in many ways, it really is a good OS for phones. But when you get into the tablet space, yeah, it's not a desktop, it's not a laptop, 
It's also not the phone. It's somewhere in between and it really needs a dedicated OS to go with it. For instance, you need a file system. You need a way to dock peripheral devices into the iPad. For some reason, the lightning connector should work with external devices and now with the new iPads they've moved to USB-C, it doesn't. And this is where it becomes a huge bottleneck and a huge slowdown. So what I want to do is I want to step you through some of the things that I've used to work around. There's two things you need to remember that if you're really serious about working working on mobile devices for a serious part of your workflow. First of all, don't approach mobile like you would a desktop computer or a laptop. It's a whole different experience. And because you have this layer of a touchscreen involved, the way that you do things ends up being a lot different. So for instance, in LumaFusion, you have keyboard shortcuts if you have the optional keyboard attached. And while that works, I found that I can actually edit a lot faster if I start using gestures and touch with the screen and I'm actually interacting with it. And actually that made the experience more attractive to me because it's more organic. I feel like I'm moving things. Anyway, it's very hard to explain, but that's my first advice is don't approach it like you would a laptop. The second thing I would say is learn the software because like I said, there's gestures, there's multi-touch stuff. And if you really approach the software and learn it on its own terms, I think you're going to be very happy. So you've got some images and some video that you've taken on your camera and you want to get this over to the iPad for editing. Welcome to the grand challenge. The first thing that you might think to do is, oh, I'll just download the app that my camera makes to the iPad and I'll use the wireless transfer that way. Well, the problem with that is that I have found that the quality varies drastically from camera manufacturer to camera manufacturer. So that could work for you, but for instance, Sony presents an interesting set of challenges in that it won't move certain video files and it also won't move raw files. So this was not an option. So I needed some way around this. So I head over to the Apple store and pay entirely too much for a small cable. And this one essentially is an SD card reader that has a lightning connection on the end. They also make one with a USB-C connection if you have that on your iPad. Pad. Basically what this does is you stick the SD card in and it pulls everything off automatically onto the camera roll. That is okay, but I don't really want all my files, especially if I have a lot of raw image files on the camera roll. I kind of want to put them somewhere else, but there's no real mature file system within the iPad, so this is what you've got to do. Then this presented another problem, thank you Sony, where the Sony video files live in a different file folder structure than they do on other cameras, and so the iPad just doesn't see video files. So this led me to another cable. Equally overpriced is this, which is a lightning to USB cable, and essentially what you do is you turn your camera on, you have to go in and configure figure all the FTP settings and you basically plug that into a USB cable. The USB cable goes into here. You're definitely in Cableville at this point. And then this goes into the iPad and then this sort of works because it will find the video files. But then there's another weird problem is that Apple says it doesn't support XAVCS files. And then it gets even weirder than that because I did some tests when I started with this workflow and I used a bunch of little 20 second video clips, 30 second video clips, and they came in just fine. 4K, whole nine yards. Then and as soon as I went into production and I had clips that were like five to 10 minutes in length, it was a whole different story. And what it does is Apple will import these into the iPad and it's a slow process. It's not super fast. And then once it's there, it gives you this emergency thing and says, hey, we don't support this file type. Well, you did when the files were shorter, but now they're longer anyway. And then game over, files gone. So that was very frustrating too. So I needed something else other than these little cables. This device is pretty much a life changer for me. This is a hard drive that is co-branded by Lassie and DJI. And don't let the drone affiliation fool you. This is the Lassie DJI Copilot Boss, whatever that stands for. And the idea is that if you're flying your drone, you don't 
don't have to bring a laptop, you can back up your footage. Well, this works with any camera. And so basically what I love about this is you push the button in on the side and it has a user interface layer that will tell you how much storage space you have left on this drive. And it also gives you the battery life remaining. And what you're gonna do is let's say you're out in the field and you're shooting images or you're making videos or whatever, and you've got an SD card and you wanna back it up. You just pop it into the slot. You tell it to back up the contents of the card and that's exactly what it does. It takes all of the files, all of the folder structure, it puts it in a backups folder and it puts it in its own dedicated folder with the time and date of the import so you can get to it later. This is a huge lifesaver. Then you pull this out, everything's backed up, you're good to go. What I love about this is as you are putting your backups on here, you're actually one step closer to being able to transfer your files onto the iPad. And so what you do is you pull out this little cable and it provides a wired connection to the iPad. Now there are some other devices that work similarly to this. Most of them are Wi-Fi based. The problem I have with Wi-Fi is even on a fast connection, it's still Wi-Fi. And if you've got enough images or enough 4K video, it's just big files and it takes forever to transfer. So this gives you a wired connection to do this with. And I absolutely love this. It also includes some other cables if you have uh, depending on the device you've got, USB-C, there's a standard USB, and then also it has the lightning cable as well. And what I love about this is when you put it onto the iPad, it automatically launches the software that you download, and the software is incredibly well written. It gives you a status of your transfer, so you know how far along you are. It also gives you the transfer speed, which is very handy too, so you can see if something may be wrong or something, or why it's taking so long. You can see the speed and the status of the transfer. So what you're able to do with this app is download these into the app, all your files on here and then I can move them around and one of the cool things is for LumaFusion for instance it has a folder structure within the files app and that's where it pulls its data from so if you want to get your files into LumaFusion you just need to go put them in the user folder and I can do that from the DJI app they're there they're ready to go so when I launch LumaFusion I am ready to edit editing video in LumaFusion has been an incredible experience for me in fact every video except I think one this year that I've done has been done in LumaFusion so this is like the last seven videos that I've made and it's really amazing. And the cool thing is, is that once you import and start editing your footage, I'm working with 4K footage here and I'm putting LUTs on it and I'm putting titles over it and I'm doing color correction and there's really no rendering that's visibly being done like you would find in Final Cut or even something like Adobe Premiere. And I'm able to just scrub through the files, everything's super easy when I'm ready to export. This is the amazing part is it's actually exporting a little bit faster than real time. And so it actually not only enables me to make videos on the road or in another location, I can go to a coffee shop, I can go sit in my living room, I'm not chained to my desk. I'm more productive that way and then the best part is when it's time to upload something, my exports are really quick. And so this has made me really more productive. So that is my mobile creative workflow and it's already working really well for me. I'd love to hear from you guys as well. I put something on Twitter the other day that had a lot of response to it and I know a lot of people are starting to edit in mobile applications now. It's gotten to a point where we've seen the software and the hardware mature to a point where it's really possible to get a creative workflow going. Now, does that mean that I'm going to retire this? Absolutely not, but I do wanna hear from you guys. I wanna hear what you guys are doing. If you'd like to see more videos with this, something like a video on Lightroom or LumaFusion and how I'm syncing all this up more specifically, let me know in the comments. And until the next video, I will see you guys then. Later.